0: Yo, 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 what's going on, people? You know who it is. It's your boy, Tay, Wiz coming out live and direct from the Man Cave. This is live after hours from the Man Cave with my co-host, Mark, Mark Cien. Cien. And we about to get things started.
1: So, first off, we want to talk about this Lakers situation. It's looking real gloom and doom for the Lakers fans. Mr. LeBron James, Mr. King James, and the Lakers. Is on the outside looking at the end of the playoffs. So LeBron' streak of uh, was an eight straight uh, conference final appearance is about to end with a no playoff appearance, no playoff berth at all. And whose fault is it though? Is it is it LeBron' fault? You know, as of late, they've been talking about you know him taking plays off on defense, but he' has been doing that since That's forever, at least since his last year in Miami. In, or, or is it, you know, Alonzo getting hurt? I mean, Alonzo Ball getting hurt? Is, it, is he making really that big of a deal to the point, you know, where they falling off, off the rails? Or is it the coaching staff? Is it Luke Walton in the head, you know, the front office, you know, Rob Pelinka and uh, Magic Johnson, you know, are they oh. dropping the ball, you know, with the trades, not signing free agents? Uh, uh-huh. is it Luke Walton just, you know, his coaching style is just not right for LeBron. You know where is it? Who whose fault is it? Why is LeBron not gonna make the playoffs, or do you think they will make the playoffs? Put like this, piggyback what you were saying,
0: who fault is it really? First and foremost, I'm gonna say fifty percent of LeBron James' fault. I can't, I can't really blame it on Luke Walton because it's pretty much up to management and the GM what players they bring in for the trade. When LeBron they asked LeBron James about certain situations, like, "Hey, would you like to play with Anthony Davis?" I would love to play with Anthony Davis. Why would he want to play with Anthony Davis? First and foremost, he's signed to Clutch Sports. Why would he get another clutch guy over? He already got one. He already got one guy over there winning with Clutch Sports, which is the KCP. For the turns of the people, it's like, "Who is that?" If you don't watch basketball, if you follow us, Catavius Caldwell Pope. <laughs> and and I'm looking at that. Then all of a sudden. Anthony Davis and Rich Paul going to Lima and ask for a trade. Anthony Davis don't seem like the type of player who would ask for a trade. He seems like he's one of them guys who's loyal. And it would make it so bad that they didn't trade him. And the reason why they didn't trade him, Boston said, hold on. We got pieces for you. If you want to make that trade. And Danny Ainge said, hold on. This is the guy who manipulated to get Kyrie Irving out of Cleveland to come join right. his team. So we looking at what Boston said, hold on, we got pieces for you. they going to ask Boston Celtics players, such as my guy, Jason Tatum, which he said, i trade myself for Anthony Davis in a mm-hmm. heartbeat because he he's that good. So when you put your name in the head say, hey, basically, hey, if y'all want to trade me, I'm good to go. So how do, how do you no. think that would look on his standpoint? Yes, I'm blaming LeBron James for this because LeBron James – and. I'm gonna say this, I'm a I'm a huge LeBron James fan, first and foremost. If LeBron, if you listen to this, you know what I'm saying, don't take it don't take it personal, but just the way I see it, looking through my through my um, glasses. I look at it as whereas well what you doing with your team and you killed the chemistry before the injury of Lonzo and all this stuff and before your injury, y'all guys is fourth place in the West. You looking like we was having an M V P type caliber season. All of a sudden, right? Look, all of a sudden, Alonzo go down. They start losing to teams like to the Hawks, Grizzlies, Cavaliers. You're looking at the teams they losing to, and you're thinking, okay, LeBron James team can weather this. They can weather this storm, but at the same time, so you're looking at where you talk about for y'all. Now you out of the playoffs, three and a half games on the eighth place. Now all of a sudden, King James. Zero dog thirty is activated. Should have been activated when you when your team started plummeting down to the seventh to the seventh place. But who am I to judge?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, LeBron. Uh, I don't know if it's is, is much more. I mean, that injury really set him back. Like you said, they was really rolling. Like they was beating the Warriors on Christmas Day when LeBron got hurt. They was like wiping the floor with them. They right. was looking. Like they was gonna have a solidified playoff spot, you know, at least in the middle of the pack. Right. Brian got hurt, and then all the trade rumors start coming. Right, I think that that's what really, you know, took the team motivation away. You know, took the team camaraderie and motivation, and uh, you know, just upbeat nature just all went downhill after them trade that trade, you know, scandal or whatever you want to call it. Uh, for Anthony Davis, and then when they did actually didn't get him, it was like even more let down. It was like, they was already down from hearing about being traded, and then when it actually didn't happen, it was like, damn, we gotta stay and play with the Lakers and LeBron, even though he don't want us here. And I, I don't think they uh, they ever really recovered from that, and I don't know if right. they if they will, unless you know LeBron go one did, by did, one, take everybody out on the date or something. Did LeBron James kill the, the chemistry in the locker room? I don't know if it is him, but what he brings did, you know, every year, whatever team he on, they go through it at, you know, at the halfway point, the media feel like, or maybe it's LeBron and his people feel like whatever team he on need to make a move to, you know, to make a strong playoff push. Do you, uh-huh. do you, do you feel like
0: LeBron James is getting scrutinized a lot because he called himself the king when he first came to the league? I mean, to be honest with you, he never gave himself that name. They gave him the name King James. On the the back of his back, he got the chosen one. So he never, he never, he never, the one thing I'm going to say to people, everybody say, oh, he called himself the king. No. The media, when he first came in to the you know, his last couple of years, same as St. Mary, they started giving him the name King James because his last name is James. They just call him the new King James version. They call him the New Testament to the NBA. So he never he never called himself the king the king. The media did. And LeBron said, you know what, y'all call him? I'm gonna pick up and run with it. So he picked up and ran when he's getting paid for at the same time. I'm gonna say this right. about the I'ma say this about the Lakers. When LeBron and James that day, when the meme was going around, it was Rob Pelinka, I believe, to the right, LeBron in the middle, Magic to the left. And me was going around LeBron James trading everybody out of here. And that's what it's looking like right now. And That meme came to life. We knew that around the trade deadline, the Lakers is gonna make some moves. But the moves they got, I'm looking like Reggie Bullock, Mike Muscala. What they have done? These guys played more minutes than the than the regular guys last night in their rotation. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah.
1: Those are the guys they thought I was gonna give them the over. Yeah, <laughs> Reggie Bullock <laughs> <laughs> was gonna be the difference maker.
0: Look. I'm gonna say this about the Lakers: the Boston Celtics are going through the same thing too right now. And I'm going to, and the reason I'm switching this over from the Lakers to the Celtics. When Kyrie Irving came out, made that apology to LeBron James, I understand what you're talking about. I, I I agree. I was being I was being selfish. I was being bullheaded. That messed up their team chemistry. Now, Well, Kyrie Irving is out there lining up, this Boston Celtics are nine two. In the lineup, when he come back into the lineup, I think they are like twenty. It's like twenty six and twenty two. Barely over five hundred. And and the guys looking at Kyrie like, dude, when you was out last year, we went to Game Seven in the Eastern Conference Finals without you. We went deep into the playoffs without you. Now all of a sudden, you want to be a leader. Kyrie Irving is not a leader. It's different leaders. People lead in different ways. The team the team morale is different. I keep telling people this the whole time. The Celtics have, they are deep in every position from one through five. Kyrie Irving. Uh, Marcus Smart. Uh, Terry Rozier. You can go Marcus Morris. You can go Jason. Potato. Jalen Gordon Hayward, Power Ford. You got uh Al Horford, you got Samantha Joel. You got um, t- um, <laughs> you got all these guys. There's no continuity. Right. I, and they kept saying Smith thing next to uh, Popovich. Before you can put in that Popovich plateau, got get you some, some hardware, you, know? you gotta get that hardware, right. And I'm right
1: along with you. It, maybe that's when, you know, the Lakers also, is that, that phone call Kyrie made just everything went downhill after that. Maybe it's just a curse of Cleveland. Both those guys wanted to get out of Cleveland so bad. Now they out of Cleveland and their new situation is just, you know, Kyrie's a little better than LeBron's, but it, it still ain't what he expected it to be. You know, all it's right. to be all lovely. And, you know, we was going to go to the finals every year. You know, who's going to uh, replace the Cavs as uh, the Kings of the East. And now they're in fourth place, possibly about to play the Sixers in the first round and get a first round exit. So LeBron ain't going to make the playoffs, and then the Kyrie's going to get booted in the first round. How would you,
0: like, Bob's being Cavs fans, and people ask me this all the time when I'm at work, how would you feel LeBron James going to make the playoffs? And my simple reply is, I mean, to be honest with you. I want to see LeBron James in the playoffs. I think it's good for the NBA, for viewers. If LeBron James doesn't make the playoffs, I think some of the viewers will leave because you want to see what LeBron can do on the West Coast. That's the whole epiphany of him going to the West Coast. He said it was not about champions, it was more about business endeavors. But when you put that jersey on and you lace them shoes up, that, that, that process of thinking about your business endeavors goes out the window. Everything is, is about championships or a bust. So all you feel is LeBron didn't make the playoffs.
1: Uh, secretly, I'll be uh happy about it, you know, because it. I feel like every year, well, I shouldn't say every year. Both times when he left Cleveland, like he left the organization and just like in a place where they couldn't recover, and then he immediately went on to be great. Now this time is not; it's the other way around. Like Cleveland, the Cavs still are shitty, <laughs> but right. the Lakers ain't that much better. You know, i I I do think it would be good for the NBA if they did make the playoffs. You know, it has the Warriors, because it'll be the Warriors versus the Lakers in the first round. Right. Um, but that's not going to happen. So for the sake of basketball, I hope they do make it. But, you know, just as a Cavs fan, I'm kind of happy that it ain't looking like it's going to happen. Okay. If the season
0: ended right now, everybody know around the NBA. Everybody know Luke Walton is gone. Who, if you had three coaches, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna tell you my three. I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna let you go, Marcus. If you had three coaches to pull right now, to be a candidate or to to be the head coach of the Lakers, who would be your three right now?
1: Uh, I would go with Ty Lue. Okay, he he's available. Okay, <laughs> he's available for sure. Um, not Ty Lue. And championship experience. Played for the Lakers. Got a ring with the yeah. Lakers.
0: And Actually, won a championship in Cleveland. into that fifty-two year drought. Okay,
1: right with LeBron. Right, right. Uh, if if not him, um, maybe uh, did did Brian Shaw coach the Lakers, or he goes another team? Brian, Brian Shaw right now is assistant coach to to Luke Walton. All right, so he was Denver coach. Yeah, so if he next he he would be second. Lakers
0: organization, folks you got three rings with the Lakers. Play with Shaq in Orlando. Play with Shaq in L.A. I can go with that one. Okay.
1: Um. Uh, and, and who was that? Who else was? That's a Byron Scott or Brian Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> you said Brian Shaw. Okay, so that's who I meant. Um, my third person is he actually uh coaching another team, um. Now, is he coaching another team? Who at? I'm trying to think. Yeah, nah, he ain't going to go. He just got that contract. I was thinking about uh, Fisdale. I yeah, was thinking about He he, yeah, he, he just got that contract. Detroit? With he was the Knicks. No, he was the Knicks. Okay, he the Knicks. And he just got... Oh, Dwayne
0: Casey is in New York.
1: I mean, with Detroit. Okay. Detroit, right. So, okay. So, those those would be my three ideal people for LeBron, specifically. Oh, right. Um, this is going to get a good. I don't think good. nobody else... Nobody else could fit. Nobody else can coach LeBron other than those people I named unless he go to like San Antonio and play for Popovich. All right. I'll give you my three coaches.
0: I'm going to go, no, 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 no order, but it's going to be three. I'm going to say one for me, Mark Jackson, because what he did and go to the state with those personalities, at least, to keep them guys going. You know, I always give Mark Jackson the credit because when I hear him do this, uh, commentating the game, he actually sees the plays. He's a leader of men, which I definitely do like, True. who actually played in the 80s and 90s during that grit time of basketball. Uh, and I think he's a clutch sports
1: guys. guy. I think he's a clutch oh, sports guy, too.
0: <laughs> he might be a clutch sports guy, okay. All right, then I'm going to say that one. I said Mark Jackson. I would say on this one, I would like to see which name coaching. Um, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say Ty Lue. I'm going to say, uh, I can go with Brian Shaw because he's assistant coach. He's been the head coach. He's been in Denver. He coached Orlando. So you got to put this hat back in the ring. But my third one, people going to hate to hear this one. This guy coached two goats: Michael Jordan and Kobe. Go with Phil Jackson.
1: Go with Phil you know,
0: oh, this is the reason I'm going the... with Phil Jackson. <laughs> See, people don't be seeing this.
1: He ain't going to let LeBron possibly so, do whatever they want.
0: This is the reason I'm going with Mr. 12. 12 rings, by the way. Real goat. I ain't talking about Tom Brady, folks. The reason I'm going with Phil Jackson, Triangle, Kobe Bryant, Shaq, Robert Ory, them guys have personalities. He could control that. Chicago, he had Mike, Scotty. Who can't forget about the worm, Dennis Rodman? He had personalities. Now, Phil Jackson, to me, a lot of people don't know this. If you're not catching up on basketball, that's what they're not telling you. You know, I looked at one of these Instagram pages. I looked at, one, at Twitter. Imagine Johnson was sitting down with Phil Jackson in the start of training camp when LeBron James first arrived to L.A. talking about what's going on. Could he be possibly? The, head, the nuts head coach to come out of retirement and coach LeBron James. The reason I'm saying this, can you imagine? He, he's already a Hall of Famer coach in my eyes. Can you imagine him winning two more rings or three more rings with LeBron James? Do you know what that would say? He coached some of the greatest players of all time in three different mm-hmm. eras, pretty much. Right. Jordan, Bryant, and James. You know what kind of players and like? Shaq, too. And Shaq. Right and pimp well,
1: <laughs> can you
0: imagine that can you imagine yeah. what that would do right there that Phil just come out of retirement and run the triangle and bring in you know what he said that with carmel anthony hey the mellow i'm gonna bring you in i need you to come up to the bench i need some firepower
1: right
0: hey and speaking yeah. of Carmelo yeah. anthony will he be will he play, like you said marcus i ain't gonna stay your shine with this one but you told me before, before we started will Carmelo anthony play another
1: game for basketball is looking real looking bad for the mellow man i don't don't see you i don't see it opening nowhere for him because he ain't gonna just come back to no uh you know bottom feeder team like no no lottery team so he's looking for playoff chances so i thought he was locked in when the lakers was in the playoff mix but now that the lakers may not make the playoffs i don't think he ain't gonna play nowhere (laughs) So it, that was his out the LA Right. LeBron. So no mellow this year, that means next year, we can get him for the
0: hometown discount. Cause he you have to talk about he don't want to spend nothing else Like because put it like this. When the season start back next year, Mellow will be third was it? Will be thirty-six years old, dude.
1: Oh yeah, He older than uh, he LeBron. uh he up there with, with D Wade in the age
0: He'd be 36 years old next year when it started the new season. Nobody's not giving a 36-year-old basketball player you know, north of $10 million. We, we can hey, Melo, we, we can settle for this two-year
1: deal, though, for 3.5. <laughs> get, get that bad minimum. Get <laughs> that veteran on. minimum. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. That's, why, that's why Ray Allen said out there, Ray Allen want to come back, but he want to play for big money. We don't need no 39, uh, what was it? I want to say 39. Um, so we don't need no 40-year-old spot-up shooter. Think he going to get $10 million? We don't need you during the playoffs, bro. Right.
1: He ain't, Ray is my guy, but he ain't worth no $10 million. <laughs> Right. <laughs> not for and, just to be spotting up and shooting. Definitely not.
0: And this possible, going around right now in the NBA, they said, executives are saying, with well, New York executive said they might buy out DeAndre Jordan contract. Which team would benefit for him right now? Who's really trying to make a playoff push? Who's already in the playoff push, but who needs some extra bench help and firepower? Which team would you see? I uh, to see DeAndre
1: Jordan at. Uh, he got a, I think he got a couple options on East or West, um, on the West Coast. I think. Uh, uh, not who's that? Port uh, Portland. I think they can. Um, you know, they can use a guy, a rim runner. Um, mm-hmm. On the east, uh, I would say the Pacers, but I I don't know if they're gonna do that with uh, Oladipo out. I mean, they're still in the third place. Even you know, like they like eight and two this month or something right. like that. So, I think the Pacers, Portland, um, or Houston. You know, even though Kenneth has been great. It, man, man, he's like man. an upgrade with the Kenneth Faried. The
0: manimal. <laughs> we gonna talk. We gonna talk about that later. I'm glad you said that. but the DeAndre Jordan, I've had a team to pick. If I was the Lakers, I'd pick him up. I'll release Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler, has you done anything for them so far up to this point? He's actually old. You could tell by him down on the court. He's not the same <laughs> since that back injury. So you don't need him. I would definitely get rid of him. DeAndre Jordan, somebody's going to run in, protect the paint, like you said, a, a, a court runner. Uh, that, that'd be my one True. option. Um, two, if he could, I could say the Denver Nuggets. They got a nice big yeah. bench. They got Willie Barton yeah. back from injury. You see what happened last night. They mm-hmm. needed a backup center. If I go, go east, man, if you go east. You really it do go East. You can't say, well, Milwaukee, the backup, that'd be a nice backup center. Because you ain't really got nobody there in Milwaukee. You got Lopez, brother. That'd be one good look in the East. Um, maybe the Charlotte Hornets, who's trying to make a playoff push. Right now, they are in seventh place. They need to make a push. To get a center, and get up for the cheap if he's trying to solidify that spot in the playoffs, just right there. Now, I thought there would be good looks from DeAndre Jordan, especially if the Knicks are going to buy him out of his contract.
1: Yeah, I mean, he just got to be willing to come off the bench. It's like there's only one or two spots where he actually go and start. But if he's willing to come off the bench, yeah, though, I think any, any of those teams we named, he'd be like a, a good backup center for. You know what I mean because he gonna get energy he gonna get defense right. mm-hmm. um, the only thing you know he just negative is he you can't play him at the you know the end of the game because he can't make free throws but if he's gonna be a backup that won't matter anyway because he ain't gonna be out there exactly just a rental for the
0: season to next year right. those' be good rentals for the last 22 games left for the season but speaking of playoffs if the Lakers want to make the playoffs they gotta go they gotta be they gotta go 16 and six that I mean they gotta pretty much went out, and that's kind of tough to do, especially them coming up on their tougher part of the schedule. I believe they still got Golden State left on the schedule. I know they got Houston one more time. Uh, they got to play a different Nuggets again. playing Milwaukee Bucks. They still got to play a couple of teams in the East one more time. Toronto. I mean, I'm looking like the Lakers got a full plate of mashed potatoes, steak and gravy, corn on the <laughs> on the on the table. What they gonna do? They can't eat.
1: Mm-hmm. It's looking
0: real brim out there.
1: It's not looking good. That that schedule, them teams you just listed, I don't see a dub nowhere. And they still got to play six. It's not gonna happen. They they can't even beat the Pelicans without Anthony Davis. So how right. is it going to be any of them other teams? Shout so. out
0: to Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. Smart decision, young boy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you said LeBron James coming here? Magic, I'm out of here. Trade me ASAP. <laughs>
1: right. Like, get me out of here, son. <laughs> Smart. Like I keep saying, for the rest of the year, that was the smartest
0: move by that young man. Because guess what? The season Julius Randle's having, he actually get paid again. All right, Anthony. AD, you out of here. I'm going to take over. One Kentucky guy from another Kentucky guy. I'll take this over. Why not, Rod? Right. right. And speaking of our NBA rookies, like I said, Colin Saxon playing on one of the worst teams in the league. The Cavaliers won 52-game wins of a possible 82-game season. But the reason I'm saying uh, Colin Saxon, name most double-digit scoring by NBA rookies this year, Trey Young, Luka Dantich. And Colin Saxton, 51 games in, these guys have scored, what, double figures out of 51 games. I'm looking at this like, in Colin Saxton, they get a call up to be in the rookie game? You got to be kidding me, NBA. Come on, really? But Ben Simmons can uh can be rookie at a year, but we can't get a Colin Saxon. I don't care what the, the records is. A lot of these rookies that have played in this game has terrible records. To be honest with you, Trey Young record is no better sure. better than the Cavaliers record. What they only what? They only five they only five games better than the Cavaliers. They only won 20 games. <laughs> so where did they get that from? Colin Saxon? And speaking of that, he the verge version break. Kyrie's Irving three-point record from a rookie in the Cavaliers uniform. Oh, the NBA. Y'all ain't talking about that. ESPN. Y'all ain't talking about that. Fox Sports Ohio. And all of that. Fox Sports, period. HBL Sports. I ain't talking about that, but guess who is, though? Live for the man king after hours is. That's what we do here. Giving y'all facts.
1: Straight facts. There's and no they, way Colin Sexton shouldn't have been in that game. No they, way.
0: They put in, who was in that game? Was it Bobon that played for the Sacramento Kings? Was in there, I believe. But he ain't doing nothing. He ain't doing nothing.
1: I think he was the uh, MVP of the game last year, though. <laughs> last year.
0: La- last year's MVP. Right. Shout out to him, but he ain't doing nothing this year. No he nah.
1: foul. He ain't better than Colin Sexton.
0: No. Nah. So I'm just looking at that. You know, Colin Sexton had a nice season. I think he was averaging what? 15 points per game. Trey Young averages 17. I can't argue Luka Dunn is in, is, in, is in the league of his own, folks, but that's why we bring him up. Rookie of the year, signed, sealed, delivered um speaking of the stuff that we're going to talk about you know i don't know march madness be starting up conference conference play starting up nba draft i'm going to talk about these are my top 10 guys who i think should be should be in the nba draft we'll put a name in the pool record wise starting them if they said dante We going to say adam silver the orlando Magic are now on the clock come to the podium with the 10th pick of the 2019 NBA Draft. Small forward shooting guard, 6'9", out of North Carolina, Cam Johnson. I think that's a solid pick because that team's trying to get young. They're trying to find some pieces as well. Cam Johnson out of North Carolina is averaging 16 points per game to go along with five rebounds. He's a stretch too, but he can ask him to play the three, the three spot too. Long arms can run down the court, but the whole the one thing I'm about to say about him, sometimes, motor he lacks a motor. Some nights he's gonna bring it, some nights he's not. He get up for the big games, but not only you want him to get up for the big games, you want him to get up for the small fries too. That's what I think right. he should do about Cam Johnson, of North Carolina who was at Pittsburgh, his freshman season who transferred over to come to uh, Tar Heel Nation. Um, what you how you feel about Cam jo- Cam Johnson going number ten to Orlando Magic and what would you think he'd bring to the table?
1: Yeah, I think that'll be a a solid pickup. I think they'll have to um uh, make a decision on um Aaron you know, Gordon on one of the other wings. Yeah, uh-huh. Aaron Gordon or uh, you know, the one of them past what's that past another pass dunk contest? Um he been having a good season. Terrence Ross, Terrence Ross, yeah, Terrence he- Ross or Gordon, minutes going to get draw. because <laughs> Cam Johnson, he uh, he can play either either of those positions.
0: And the reason I'm saying Cam Johnson, I think Terrence Ross is either. I think I want to say Eric Gordon. Maybe, I think this might be the end of his rookie deal, off, I believe. But to go along with a Obama comeback comeback next year, for it's your center spot. You got Jonathan Isaac, the power four, and you can squeeze him into the three, two as well. So, number nine, Jordan Poole, University of Michigan. Six-foot-six guard, averaging 13 points per game, three rebounds and two assists. Look, guy can go. Boulder can go. Upsize with him. The whole thing I'm going to say about him durability. Is he one of them guys who can always – can he play an 82-game season? A lot of these guys so they can play an 82-game season, but a lot of these games can't play a 32-game season. That's college basketball. That's half of what they play in the NBA. That 32-game season is pretty much leading up to All-Star break in the NBA. But the whole thing, can these guys play – Whereas nobody's really playing eighty-two two games, but Russell Rushbrook in the NBA right now. But, um, but can these guys can play at least between 60, 60 and 70 games for a playoff contender team? Jordan Poole is another guy. Can shoot the outside shot really well, and he's great on defense. Would Dallas, Dallas benefit from that? Because we know they got rid of Wesley Matthews.
1: Yeah, they will. You know, they, uh, yeah, he'll be a good piece to de- develop alongside of uh, Borzenegas and um, Doncic. And then, you know, he'll be like a good, you know, and they don't got Barnes, and they, they got rid of Wesley Matthews. There, so he can, he can fill a void there. Um, He reminded me a lot. I, I think it's just because of his hair. He reminded me like Kelly Uber. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Coming in at number eight, the Miami Heat takes center out of Kansas, Udoke Azubuke. He's averaging 13 points per game, six rebounds. The reason I put him number eight at first before all the injuries started to happen, I had him high as a number five pick as a lottery pick. So he falls out. He's going to lose a couple of million dollars. The reason people are like, why you got him at the center spot going to Miami, they got Hassan Whiteside. Why this cap? I think Hassan Whiteside is gonna get traded this season. I think going to come off their books. They wanna move on. because Hassan White side so far he has been in and out their lineup. Uh the only thing about Hassan Whiteside, he lacks a motor. With this guy, Udoka as a bouquet, he brings the he's six foot eight, six nine, can play the center or power for a spot. He's a tough minded guy, but the only thing that knocks on him, he has an injured hand right now. When the when this tournament start, I think he can help Kansas get off to a great start, maybe a potential Final Four piece team.
1: Right? Yeah, I think that'll be kind of redundant for him because you know they got uh, what's his name? Bam, um Adeo. Yeah, he plays very similar to Asagouke. So you know, but if they get rid of, uh, like you said, if um, Hassan Whiteside no longer on the team, then you know it's great. Yeah. The guy I like right here
0: from Gonzaga, number seven, the Memphis Grizzlies said, Ru Hakimura, forward, power forward slash center out of Gonzaga. He's averaging 20 points per game, six rebounds. The reason I get him going number seven to the Memphis Grizzlies, now you got Jaron Jackson at the power forward spot. Now you could put Hakimura at the center spot to fill that piece as a Marcus Saul being gone. And people are like if you don't watch Gonzaga play basketball because that's a west that's a West Coast Pacific time. So when they come on, their games normally come on about ten o'clock, nine thirty. Most people on the East Coast pretty much are in bed or eating dinner or getting ready to go to bed. This guy has a lot of upsides. I definitely like what he brings. He runs the floor. He reminds me of he reminds me of uh, he's an upgraded Tristan Thompson. Just because the reason I'm saying Tristan Thompson, he he's on the boards. And that's what he can do. He defends really well. And what I like about him, he actually got a post where he can score. So he has a nice little hook shot within three feet of the basket, and he can shoot free throws. That's always a plus for a big man.
1: Yeah, I think that's a a solid comparison. He's an upgraded Tristan Thompson. That's exactly how he plays. A lot of energy. Yeah, more skill offensively than Tristan. Um, You know, in the NBA, I I can see him – being like a, um, you know, like a, what's his name? Nay, like a Nene. I think he to okay. turn into a Nene. Okay. Just, he's just Nene now. You know, because I think he can polish his offensive game up, you know, just be skilled on the offensive end. Um, but his defense and energy is what can keep him in the league. Yeah, on the next Exactly. Love.
0: Number six on the clock. The Washington Wizards select. Cam Radish out of Duke. Averaging fourteen points per game to go along with three rebounds per game. The reason I get him going at number six, he's he's getting lost out there because when you watch a Duke University basketball game, the talk is pretty much R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson, Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett. I feel like his stock has slipped a little bit since Zion been out with the two games due to the injury of it, of the shoe ripping on him. He has stepped it up. I get him going number six to the Washington Wizards. This fills the void for. Him. All the porters gone. You got that void out the way. So I'm looking at him. Kelly Oubre is gone, so you can slip him in there. He is six foot eight, wing defender too, as well. He actually can shoot the knockdown down three. Which if John Wall come back, you got you another wing man that you can actually that you can actually rely on to shoot a three. So you can have Bradley Bill on one side. and Now you got Cam Reddish, who actually could finish at the rim too, and he any rebounds really well.
1: Yeah, he if- they keep Bill and Wall. He's like a perfect fit for him. Um, I think he's already uh, a foot or two, you know, next to you know what they had at the position And Kelly Ubre um, or even Otto Porter. I think in a year he'll be have, would have surpassed him. Right. That's how much, much I think of Camrys because his jumper is on point, and like you said, he's long. You no, know, he did right. the job done. He just had to lock uh get better defensively.
0: I just feel like he might be the he's the hitting talent right now in the draft because his wingspan is seven foot one, which is longer than Kelly Oubre's. I think Kelly Oubre's wingspan came at a six nine. And uh and you looking at somebody with a seven foot wingspan, could play a lot of passing lanes too as well. Grab a lot of rebounds, get clog the claw the space up too, make it tough on the offensive player to score. That's, always Everybody loves Lane. Um, number five, I'm going with it. Atlanta Hawks, Admiral Scudderfield, Tennessee. Tennessee volunteers right now is playing some of the best basketball they have played in the last couple of I'm going to say in the last 15, 16 years. The volunteers are out, definitely out there playing. Uh, at one point in time, they was ranked number one in the country for five weeks straight. Right now, I think Tennessee basketball team is ranked number... I want to say number six. I want to say, want to say it's number six. i I want to say number six. Yeah, so you,
1: you Double check that. I think, I think you're right with number six, though.
0: And the reason I'm saying Admiral for a small forward because you got John Collins at your center spot. You can move Tyrion Prince to the, you can you can move Tyrion Prince back to the power forward spot. And then you can move Admiral in at the small forward spot. They can play small ball too. Get up and run as well.
1: Yeah, they they seven.
0: They seven. So I'm sorry about that. I was off. I knew they was ranked up somewhere down there in the top ten, but um, he brings a lot of upside. He's very tenacious on defense, and he he commands his team, which he's a he's a, he's a leader. So he can go out there on the floor and, and does other things. He will have there been some games I watched. you don't have to score like that, but he he takes hold of that defense. So I lo- I definitely love his upsides. To go
1: to the Hawks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, besides who who they got right now? They got Baysmore, um, uh-huh. Vance. So, uh-huh. so that that position, you know, it needs it can be upgraded. You know, <laughs> he would definitely be a hook. Yeah.
0: Number four. Once we get into the well, number four, number three is the guys I really like. That number well, this guy right here they never talk about that much, but the other guy be the, the next pick they definitely talk about. But this guy coming number four to the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls needs a Bulls need a lot of working right now to go along with Zach because Zach Levine is the what the shooting guard there. Number four, the Chicago Bulls select Romeo Langford. Out of Indiana University, 17 points per game, fellas and girls, and five rebounds per game. Long, athletic, six six, he can actually play some one. You you can put it in the point guard spot. He can change that dynamic, and you get he's a high flyer too. If you watch Big Ten basketball at Indiana, I think he has the upside. He can get down the court. Like I said, 17 points per game can spread the floor, play defense. Um, one thing I'm gonna say about him is his size. Uh, need to get stronger in the upper body. Probably need to put on a 10, 10 to fifteen more pounds. If you want to be at that position of the the point, the point guard spot is becoming a real tough position. It's, it's becoming the highlight now. It's just like the small forward spot. If you want to play that 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 position between the small forward, the two, and the one, you got he got to put on at least 10, 15 more pounds. If you want to do that, do that. Romeo Langford is the real deal. A number four pick. Some people have him lowered at that at their. At their Mark drop, I got on at number four to so the Chicago Bulls. But I think it's pretty fair.
1: Yeah, at the end, I think that's a good fit for them. You know, so they got Levine. You know, they got marketing. Um, right. You know, and he will be a good you know a point, or you know you can do a combo thing. You know, swap him and um Chris Dunn in and out uh, at the one. I mean Chris Dunn and um, Levine. You no, know, moving on. All right, did, did Chris Dunn train traded? I'm talking about Chris Dunn, like he's playing for the Bulls. There, he's still playing for the Bulls, right? Chris Dunn still playing for the Bulls. Okay, yeah. So he'll be a, a good, you know, in and out guy for Levine and um and Chris Dunn. You know, because he he his offense is his offense is is, is up there, it's NBA level already. Right. You know, he, like you said, he just needs to put on some muscle. Number three. This is really
0: my favorite guy. To the Cleveland Cavaliers. I got Job ja Morant out of Murray State. 24 points per game, folks. Five rebounds per game. 10 assists per game. And you know, most people are saying we know who Adam did gonna go two and one. But everybody keeps saying Zion Williamson is one of the, is the best player in the country. I could def- I could say okay, but John ja- ja Morant out of Murray State is playing at an elite at a listen here, folks. I know Zion is playing at elite t- at an elite at elite level. Let's be serious. He's he's at elite level of basketball. John ja Morant, twenty four points per game. This is coming from a two guard, five rebounds. He only a
1: sophomore
0: game. too, right? Sophomore and getting 10 assists you know how hard it is to get 10 assists on a collegiate level you know it's not too many guys that average 10 assists Crazy. most guys you go around the collegiate level is averaging just to say a at six six assists or barely five assists but they get you 10 so just only he's, he's he's getting you 24 but the other 10 assists that's 10 points coming off from someone else so i definitely love that the Cavaliers pick that up you can put him at the you can put comment section at your one you can put John Morant at your two. You still got Seti Osmond at your, at your, at your three. Kevin I mean Kevin Love at your four. That's if he stay around. And you got Tristan Thompson at your five if he stay around. The team can do some damage with that because you still get what you can get out of him. The one thing I'm going to say about John Morant, Kenny, the way his build is of the body, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at start it, it's, a, it's, a it's a lot of small guys in the league, skinny guys. Like a swipe of the Fox, Darian Fox, a Trey Young. Right. He's built the same way. Like I said, in college, you play about 32 games. Can these guys' body sustain the 82-game season? I like what I see for him. I think this would be a good pick for the Cavaliers if it don't work out for of Colin Saxton. Because if it don't work out for of Colin Saxton, you got John Morant right there. He's pretty much the same type of player, but this would be an upgraded from Colin Saxton.
1: I definitely agree with that. I think they can play together. I mean, because Colin Sexton, all he knows is go. He ain't really right. he ain't really looking to uh, get guys involved. Right. And like you said, John Morant is averaging 10 assists a game in a, uh, a small school in Ohio Valley Conference. Exactly. And he's putting up 24 points. So you know he can be a good floor general as well as put points on the board. So I think he would be him, uh, Jay, Jay, JT, I mean, RJ Barrett and Zion right. will fill any all of the Cavs holes. I mean, any other one of the Cavs holes you want to pick. You want right. to need a two guard? You go with Jobirant. You need a wing? Go with uh, RJ Barrett. You want to uh, push? You know, Kevin Love to the five and Zion. Right. so, the Cavs got so many holes. Any one of those guys would be perfect.
0: So coming in for number two. The New York Knickerbockers is on the clock. As Walt Clyde Frazier say, just a little soul, baby. Just let this groovy. R.J. Barrett, Duke University to New York Knicks, 23 points per game, seven rebounds. The one thing I I do like about him, because he's a flat-out scorer. He reminds me of Jason Tatum. But the one thing I'm going to knock on for since Zion, Zion went about these last two games. He cannot find it nowhere to control the game and lead his team to a victory. Does he have enough power to put the game in his hands to win the game? The games that they lost, they got ran out of the gym, flat out. They lived by the three, they was dying by the three. When he came up and scored baskets, the game was pretty much over. Can he really, if he want to be this guy on the next level, can he put a team on his shoulders and back and say, you know what? I'm going to will this team to victory because I haven't seen them in the last two games that they played against the Tar Heels. And, of course, they got ran off the gym by Virginia Tech.
1: All right. But he, he did show up in, against uh, Syracuse, though. uh uh-huh. um, So, the, in the one game, they won without Zion. You know, he – only thing – so, him and the Knicks, that's the only thing. I don't think it's going to be a good fit because they – they already got a similar player, Kevin Knox. Okay. And you got lots like, of chair too. Yeah, so it's like they got three of the same player, and I, I think he's better than them slightly. But I think Kevin Knox can be great. I think he can be special. So it's like I don't know if he's gonna fit in there. Um, if the Knicks do pick him up like that, it, it'll be it's gonna be tough for him, you know, to to fully develop there. But he can, you know. He won't have to uh, step up and take over games if they plan come together and they get Kyrie or Kevin Durant, you know, which would make it even more redundant because then they have Kevin Knox, KD, and um, and then you know RJ Barrett. So it's like they got three of the same players, and yeah, just the Knicks it just wouldn't be good for him. <laughs> wouldn't be a good place for him to land.
0: You're right, coming in at number one. Out of Phoenix, Arizona, Duke University. I don't know why I say out of Phoenix, but Phoenix Suns on the clock. Number one pick. This is a no brainer. Zion Williamson, Duke University, power forward, twenty one points per game, averaging eight point eight rebounds per game. The whole thing I like about him, he's a big body. He's gonna fill. He gonna fill the seats up. <laughs> no question about for it. For sure. But the knock on him is, telling people this for longest. Can he find a consistent 15 foot jumper? Because everybody in the league can pretty much jump out the gym. He can jump with the best of them. But when the game is on the line when the smoke clears and the dust settles, can he shoot that 15 footer? A lot of these young guys in the league cannot shoot the 15 footer. It's a lost art and tool in the game. If you don't have that in your repertoire or in your bag, you cannot get over that hump to win games. Most game winners now all of a sudden it's three pointers because most guys are not confident they can hit the fifteen footer. The reason why they can't hit the fifteen footer, most of these guys can't even shoot the fifteen
1: foot free throw for free. Right. <laughs> right. There's no way they're gonna hit the jump shot they can't make a free throw. Yeah, I think um that will really round out the Phoenix Suns. They have book right you know, they have Aiden, you know, so they they they, they front court will be solid. Because you know, they still Zion, got Josh Jackson, Aiden, and then Josh Jackson, and then they got book. They just need a point guard. You know, so I think if they get Zion, they should really be trying to make a push for the playoffs next year. If they do get the number one pick, because they have nothing but runs, all run right. Every you know one through five, and they start a lineup at least uh, really has no holes. You know, because Zion played D. Um, right. Aiden needs, you know, get better on his defense, but he's a big body, he can run, he's skilled. You know, if it he's up in, in my rookie of the year votes, you know, he ain't gonna beat Donchick or right. um or Trey Young, but I think he's like third, you know, for me as far as rookie of the year goes. And then um You got T J Warren too. He's a poor man to me to, to me, the
0: how I see TJ Warren, he's a poor man's PJ Tucker. <laughs> They game is almost similar.
1: He's just a little bit better offensively. Exactly. He see, though, but, yeah.
0: And he's shooting three ball a whole lot better this year, too, as well, which is always definitely a plus if you want to play that type of small ball. And like you said about Zion, the thing on him is that injury, all right, and the NBA with an injury like that, he'd be out for three to four weeks. And the reason I'm saying it because he's a big guy. He's a big dude. Can he can – he, for him to go to the next level – if he can injured, is he going to come back overweight? Can he maintain his weight? But if he want to be that guy, he needs to lose about 15 pounds. Because he's, he's, he, put like this. They keep saying he's like Le- LeBron James. I'm going to say no. I'm This is a comparison I give him. He's a more freakish, athletic Charles Barkley.
1: Right. He's more Charles like. Charles Barkley. Or uh grandma Mom. Larry Johnson.
0: Yeah, guess Larry good Jones. to put it. Or another person I'm gonna say, Zach Randolph.
1: We know Zach Randolph right.
0: can we know Zach Randolph can't fly out the gym, but he banged and post with the best of them. Same thing Zion do. So we said no comparisons. Charles Barkley, Larry Johnson, aka Grandma, and Zebo, Zach Randolph, those were good paris- comparisons. But we all seen Charles Barkley was big come like that, out of the college of the Auburn when he went to Philly picked up a couple he left he became an mvp player at phoenix see this all makes sense now zion williamson goes to phoenix charles Barkley played in phoenix so imagine they get a, they got round on the rebound right imagine you get back big zion williamson so you get you get him do you look at grandma Mother when he's built strong athletic Then just think about the later years of his career he can run up like zach randolph And, you know, Zach Randolph used to play fast and move really fast on the court when he played for Portland. He slowed down as he got older. These are the comparisons I got with Zion. So which one is he going to be? Is he going to be the Charles Barkley that played in Philly? Or is he going to be the Charles Barkley in his career in Houston? Is he going to be Grandma Ma who started off in Charlotte? Or is he going to be the Grandma Ma who started off in New York? You get Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Zach Randolph (laughs) in Portland? Or is Zach Randolph playing for the Kings? It's crazy. I'm saying these guys, these guys was at their prime was really good. And they started, they, 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 the curate started to till off a little bit. And I was crazy like, on yeah. all of them. There's only one Hall of Famer.
1: Charles Barkley. So he, his body build does fit theirs, which means it's a risk. So he can get, he can get out of shape really quick if he, if he don't get a little leaner. Right. Like that's, that's a rarity. A, a player coming in college and you say, hey, got to get a little bit leaner. <laughs> like, his muscle t- his muscle is there. You just got to right. get leaner. <laughs> and it's, it's, the part, the scary part about it is,
0: you know, the college campuses, what these guys eat? We went to college. You can't wait till the weekend come. Go hang out with your fellas and the ladies. Pizza, burger, fries, and oh, yes. Get old chicken tenders. Now you can't eat that in the NBA for a full eighty-two game season. You gotta get you a chef. A chef you gotta eat healthy because what you put in your body is what's gonna come out your body when you play a basketball game. You but like, he moving all slow. You know why he moving slow? He going to eat that that Whopper Junior,
1: that Rodeo Burger, medium right. fry with that large he gonna, coat. He gonna have that freshman fifteen. <laughs> he gonna <laughs> have that freshman fifteen <laughs> unless. Unless after the season he do a, a Ben Simmons just drop out, because if he's he stayed like, stay that whole year, the springtime, oh he can in there for a the fifteen. When the weather get better, trust me.
0: <laughs> hey, speaking of Ben Simmons, you know he's a good basketball player. Hey, Philly fans, sorry to say this, he's an upgraded Michael Michael uh kid Gilchrist. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. He's a upscale. He's a two Michael Kidd Gilchrist. His jump shot ain't
1: that ugly. They both. It's both, but it ain't that ugly. But the
0: one thing that he got, one thing he got with Michael Kidd Gilchrist, he can create his own offense. Michael Kidd Gilchrist played his back to the basket. So does, uh, so does um, Ben Simmons. MKG hit free throws. Ben Simmons
1: can't. Hey,
0: MKG can actually hit a jump shot. And I'm scared the way he shoot it because the way he shoot he shoot old school. He got a wind up. So, fellas and ladies, I know y'all are gonna laugh at that, but I'm saying Ben Simmons is a 2.0 MKG, flat out, flat out. And I mean,
1: he kind of is. He got. I mean, how he currently plays, he kind of is. He's up, uh, upgraded MKG. <laughs>
0: And MKG can hit a three area now and then. Ben Simmons is like Ofa forever. Somebody said we ain't worried about Ben Simmons in the three point line. They said the three point line was our defense when he got the ball. So right. So Ben aliens. Simmons. So we did enough of this basketball. So let's talk about this baseball. We already a week into spring training. Still no Bryce Harper. Made him has the biggest contract ever in free agent history in American sports. And where were, where were Bryce Harper land? That's the whole thing. It's like, where's Waldo? It's like, where's Bryce Harper? Bryce Harper won a 10-year deal. He won probably 15 to 10 million more dollars than Manny Machado.
1: Right. I think that's what he's trying to bargain for. I mean, after Manny signed his deal, I think it, the 18 that had talks with Bryce about a number, he upped it after that. Like, yeah, I need a little bit more. <laughs> because no, I know he feels like he's he's better than many. You know they're the same age, um. So when it start getting down to this, and it's becoming a money deal, is either going to be New York or Boston? I know hate people hate to hear that, but that those are the teams that got the money, and that's what they're going to be willing to pay. It. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you two dark horses teams who may give him that
0: money. The two dark horses teams I'm going with. The Texas Rangers know known every now and then they have to throw money around. Remember, they gave A-Rod a deal like that.
1: True. Uh, then they get Pujols some money, too.
0: Pujols got a contract like that. So they are willing to deal. So I'm going to say Texas Rangers, very dark horse. I think the Philadelphia Phillies, even though it's a hard city to play for, they, you know, they haven't won a World Series since they had a big Ryan Howard over there. I can see him, Phillies is one. Texas Rangers is, one, is my second pick. My third pick, my third pick, I'm going to say, I'm saying this right now. He is from Las Vegas. I'm going to go in the lane with this one, the Anaheim Angels. Anaheim Angels gave us 200-something million. You think they will going to do it again? They got a young nucleus. they got a nice pitching staff, got a nice baseball stadium. Well, if you got him, if you got Albert Pujols back in cleanup, you can move Bryce Harper to the fifth spot or the third, I mean, to the fifth hole. That's nothing but, that's danger right there. And guess what? And you still got to pitch to Mike Trout.
1: Oh, true. That's true. But they have Trout and Harper. They like twins.
0: You so say, you know what? we can going to put Mike Trout, you back cleanup. Albert, you bet the... You bet. You bet the six hole, and we put we put Bryce Harper at the fifth spot. Man, can't, that's danger right there. Can you imagine bottom of the ninth in the in American League pennant? You just need one run to win it. Albert, you got Mike trying to go to the bat. He gets on board. Did you get the new three hundred ten million dollar man, Bryce Harper, to go to the to the plate? And they they, they like this. Listen here, ladies and gentlemen, the pitch count now three three balls two strikes here's the pitch fastball outside left swing of the bat home run bryce harper can you imagine
1: that that'd be crazy that's like an ideal spot and uh now as you said that's like an ideal spot for him so they yeah, have bryce harper trout man it'll be hard pitching them boys i mean if you're gonna stay in L.A., though, you know Magic right. Team. The Dodgers, They can make a. They can make a run at them too. That,
0: they could have, They could have had a chance to bring back Manny Machado. But they already knew Manny Machado wanted that money. That's why I didn't say the Dodgers because the Dodgers are not gonna give them that money if they already played Clayton Kershaw, almost ninety seven ninety seven four million dollars.
1: That's true. I mean, they, they ain't really got no. No, like besides Kershaw, no, like star power, and I think that, you know, LA is a ton of stars. Why right. not? Why not give it Bryce Harper the money? They, they got it. Because I mean, you know,
0: you a team Bryce Hart. You could a team like that play anywhere, man. I'll call them the Anaheim Angels. They are Los Angeles Angels. Correction, I don't want to beat me up.
1: Yeah, and uh I think Pujols didn't play for the Rangers. That's another correction. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, that, that mixed up.
0: Pujols, I'm oh, sorry, Pujols played for the, the the Angels, and we, my, we just had the St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about too. So I'm looking hmm. at the Angels. Like I said, man, this team has what it takes to get over. They, you know, they got a nice pitching staff. I mean, I mean, I mean where else can he go? The Yankees already just paid. They already, they're already, they paid that people. I don't think they're gonna go back and give another person another three hundred million dollars. The last person that get made that much money was Alex Rodriguez.
1: I think they still paying him that money. So. Yeah, but they, they got it though, that's what I'm saying. Like it's getting late. You know, spring training started. He still ain't got a team. There's only a couple teams that mm-hmm. they got that type of money, you know, what he looking for. Unless he's just gonna take a pre-cut you know, and go somewhere and just try to win, you know, and still like the the Yankees, uh the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. You know, the teams are still limited. There's only so many teams you can pick from, but uh, I think Anaheim, like you said, is a will be an a, a explosive signing. They'll be moved into the favorites, in my opinion. Right,
0: and I and I like their chances that they get him because what he brings to the table, not only he's going to get you thirty plus home runs, he's gonna he's gonna bring in at least a hundred RBIs, and Bryce Harper actually still bases too, so he's a dynamic out there. Pretty much a triple threat when it comes when it comes to that. So that would be a great fit, low key, because the, the Angels every now and then will surprise you and 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 pick up players of that caliber every now and then. And two. When you look at certain things, they can do. Like I said, pitching staff is good. They still got Otani,
1: so he's good. All right, yeah, he's real good. He was a so that's what I'm saying. He a newcomer G- of the good. year, right? Newcomer of the year for especially at the beginning of the season. So
0: they would said have be
1: explosive signs.
0: <laughs> that, explosive. That's what I'm saying. They, they they that would be a nasty lineup. But the whole thing about the Angels, they need to make a playoff put. We're looking at the players they got. They got right-handed pitcher, Daniel Hudson, 3-2 three, and, three and two last year. Can't- Thank you for listening to the After Hours Live from Man Cage Podcast. Please subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher.
1: Peace.